0: Hey, glad you can make it, and welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking, now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR dashboard for all you companies out there that are using a bunch of different HR systems. And every time it comes down to trying to report on your workforce data, you're pulling all these messy, crappy spreadsheets from all these different systems trying to tell a data driven story of your workforce. And you're constantly scratching your head thinking there must be a better way. Well, look no further. That's why Employee Cycle has built your very own dashboard specifically for all of you HR and people leaders out there. All you need to do is connect all the different systems you're using to the dashboard, systems like Bamboo HR, ADP, namely Greenhouse, Lever reflective, fifteen five lattice, you name it. We can pull in all your data into one place so you can view, share, track, and analyze all that data from one unified view. Please go to employeecycle.com, check us out. We would love to give you a demo and explore for how we can help automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Steven De La Cruz. He's the head of HR at The Ridge and today, we're going to discuss how to create an efficient workforce. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Woo! Stephen! Hey, Bruce. Hello. Thank you. Hey, Bruce. So, Steven, we're going to kick this thing off right, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Wow, that's a great question.
1: Actually, don't get asked that one very often. Uh, I ended up here because I moved to L.A., uh, working for some music uh, projects. And when I did, I met who is now a good friend and a dear coworker of mine. Uh, His name is Sean. And at the time, we were kind of doing our own things, our own projects. And he was working in marketing in a marketing agency. And he started his own marketing agency with the Ridge Wallet as one of their clients. Uh, And when they did that, and went off on their own, separated from this, uh, this other agency they were in. He asked me if there was you know, anything I could do, if, uh, if I wanted to come on board, and it was an absolute yes, because Sean is awesome, and I really believe in the mission that what was going on with the bridge at the time. So it was a no-brainer for me. I joined. I uh, wasn't doing HR exactly, but I could tell really quickly uh, that the team was growing, that the needs were growing, and that we needed to... Really get uh, a team going, so that's when I stepped in and I stepped up and told them I wanted to leave the HR department and get the team growing and build it that way. So kind of stepped into it like that. Got you.
0: And for all of those who don't know, what is the Ridge? What do you do? So the Ridge makes
1: the Ridge Wallet. It's a minimalist two plate wallet, RFID blocking, very slim, very lightweight does not get big. Uh, It's a front pocket carry. That is the flagship product of the Ridge Wallet. It's extremely high quality. It's like the best wallet out there. I'm not trying to say that just because I work there. That should be (laughs) a really good quality uh, product. So aside from that, we work on uh, other everyday carry essentials, such as uh, your iPhone cases, your phone cases, backpacks, things like that. Awesome. And how many employees does The
0: Rich have today? The Rich today, I believe, our headcount is at 30 right now. So that's amazing because your company sells a lot of product. Yeah, we have had an
1: amazing uh, past few years. Our growth financially has been incredible. Last year, we had an amazing year at $50 million with a team uh, not much bigger than it is today. So we were able to achieve that with nothing but passion, honestly. At the end of the day, it comes down to
0: how bad we want to do it, and we all really want to do it. That's inspiring, considering the number of employees in your headcount. So today we're talking about how to create an efficient workforce. And before we go into how to do it, my question for you is, what is an efficient workforce? What does that look like? How do you know it if you see it? An efficient workforce, in my opinion,
1: my professional opinion, is constantly striving for something uh, because they feel comfortable to strive for something, they have the time to strive for something, and that they know they they can achieve it, either by themselves or with the support of others. That is truly an efficient workforce. It's not about uh, how fast can we do something, not even how good can we do something, because not everything comes out the way uh, you plan it. On coming out so it's how hard can we try uh one thing as the best way as possible the smartest way possible and if it doesn't work let's try the next thing and then let's try the next thing and being able to do that alone is efficiency because we can make mistakes quickly and we can learn and we can start doing the right thing a lot faster and that
0: alone uh breeds more efficiency how do you cultivate a culture of efficiency what, what does that look like do you just walk around and, and just keep telling people over hey make sure you're doing things efficiently hey you know we're all about efficiency <laughs> how do you how do you do that what does that look like so
1: it's definitely not that at all because that's that's a little more micromanaging and it's definitely not like that it's, it has more to do with uh some really some basic principles like let's get down to it like let's say Communication. You know, that's, that's a common one that people say and they don't really know exactly what it means. Uh, that's just, oh, you communicate, you talk, you know, share how you feel, share what you're doing, share what you're working on. But to us, it's really more than that. It's an expectation, right? It's not what you are supposed to communicate because it's your job. It's what needs to be communicated to who and how can we do it? If it is a struggle, is there something in the way? Let's just communicate it. Is there uh, a knockoff wallet that's using our branding? Let's just, let's get it up, up the ladder fast, right away. Communicate. Not my job to, to lawyer them up and you know say, hey, stop posting our branding or whatever, but we're getting into the right channels as fast as possible in the most efficient way possible by communication because we're all communicating because we all understand the business. And, you know, to that, there's the second point that in order to understand the business, the business needs to be understandable. It needs to be legible. And it's only legible if the books are open, if the doors are open, if you can pull any report you want, when you want, if, uh, you know, that's within legal reason, of course. uh, And you can ask for numbers whenever you need it, or you can just go get it yourself. Right. There's no there's no like breaking the glass here. There's nothing like that. Really just go find what you need. It should be available. If it's not, just ask for somebody, uh, ask it from somebody and then you'll get it. And then you can do whatever you need to do with it. Transparency, communication. Uh, they all definitely help. And then lastly, I'd say automation, automation and software. Uh, people say is like the biggest thing that's happened in business in the past decade or 20 years or whatever, but a lot of businesses don't really know how to use it. Like, Gmail and Calendar and like Slack and things like that, those are so uh, essential that I, I can't imagine this business especially not using it or not relying on it. I would say those are some very essential tools, but in addition to that, we rely on some custom tools that we have put in place ourselves to create literal automation, to automate tasks for us, like moving things moving something from one sheet to another sheet so another party can see it or so that this number is updated in that report so that that report is constantly being updated in real time so that when you go to pull a report, there's nothing that needs to be done to it because it's always been updated every time you go to it because everyone is working on it in one way or another. It's all connected uh, through automation. Uh, notifications, you know, notifying yourself when it's time to take action on something. Sometimes people wait for the traditional nine to five. And also to that note, in order to really get some serious efficiency or some serious productivity, you can't necessarily think nine to five because life doesn't work nine to five. So sometimes you need to take action uh, later in the day. You know, Sometimes it's really early in the morning uh, and our tools help you take action. So all those things, communication, transparency, and automation, are definitely some keys to an efficient team. I'm
0: loving this. And I like the way that you distilled it down to those very three clear bullet points that are really defining your culture. And because this is so specific, how do you know when you're hiring if this person's actually going to fit this type of culture? It doesn't seem like everyone may fit into a culture where transparency is big especially when we're coming from a culture where a lot of people aren't genuinely transparent or they're coming from companies that are not really that transparent. So how do you filter out whether somebody you think or somebody that you're looking to hire probably will fit into this culture and will thrive within your very unique culture? Uh, I can tell right away. Maybe it's
1: intuition, but at the same time, I guess you know it comes down to, to familiarity of the space, curiosity of the space, the willingness to learn more, and then the, the, like, the actual facts that you have learned more in the past. You have a history of learning and doing something, taking action with what you've learned. You can tell pretty quickly uh, when someone is motivated for that. Got it.
0: And so I want to talk a little bit about the automation piece because I know we can just say software, but are there any specific things that you're doing with software around efficiency and automation that's really allowing your, your workforce to fly? Because it seems like you're, you're putting up some serious revenue numbers on the board with a very small team. So I'm sure a lot of people are really interested in how are you doing that?
1: <laughs> yeah, so automation uh, is primarily ran through a software for us called Monday.com. Um, it's a website. It's also a work OS. They have their own app store where developers go in and create custom use case apps for businesses. It's a business uh, tool, management tool, business management tool. Yeah, I don't want to say project management. A lot of people compare it to Asana or something similar like that, which is very task management based. But we've used Monday in a completely different way in terms of where it—it's literally the back end of our company, where. It's like, if I could draw it, it would be like a scene in those movies where someone is going down this mysterious elevator. And then as soon as you go down the elevator, uh, it like backs up the camera and you see all these other elevators and streams and all these other people. going <laughs> on around. Uh, It almost seems like that, right? Because that's kind of what it is in the back end. We have our wholesale department, our marketing department, customer experience department, partnerships, HR department. Uh, was the first department to really, really take advantage of the power and automation of Monday. Our entire HR department is ran on Monday, from the website to when you apply, if you're on Indeed, everything that happens, uh, it's all been started through Monday. Apps come through Monday. We get notified via Slack by Monday. Uh, We can continue the process in Monday. I can text people from Monday. I can text for for candidate interviews. I can text them... uh, I can. I mean, it's it's honestly it's limited. I can email them right from there if I wanted to. I can escalate this resume to another person. And now that's just speaking HR, right? But like, imagine if you could do all of the above and then some with every department. It's it's very much like a playground. You can, you can like do anything you want. Um, I really haven't had many limitations at all on Monday. And we're working this year, actually, with developers to create some custom uh, apps for us uh, that are very unique to our business uh, that would help us automate, help reporting, which takes time, you know. And also to the point of automation, we use automation for smaller things, too, like rather than clicking and copying and pasting, it's automation that's moving information from one sheet to another sheet. Uh, which gets in the other sheet has different access levels. So other people see this and then other people are notified. And then when someone takes action, a whole other series of events are triggered. Like other people get notified. And then this data moves to this report. And then this report is updated in real time for the accountant to go in and pull the report whenever they want to uh, in real time. Uh, And like I said, it's like a playground. Basically, if you can think it, if you can say it, and it makes sense, then you can probably make it in Monday. Uh, And it's really, really, really helped us move fast because there's not a lot of uh, research time finding the best software that works for us or comparing them and then getting on calls and then learning how to use the software and then implementing it. And then not only that, but also paying for it. It's a lot of onboarding time right there just just to get one thing started. So we are really good at Monday.
0: That's pretty fascinating. You just mentioned a bunch of use cases that I didn't even think that platform could handle or manage. So that's pretty cool to hear. But I'm sure a lot of the listeners are thinking okay, I work in HR. I have a people ops person or a people in systems role that's helping me automate the HR world. And maybe there's a marketing ops person and a sales ops person and a DevOps person that's managing operations and systems and processes in these different departments. But from your perspective in your company, it almost sounds like you had someone create this company system roadmap or this, this design thinking type of roadmap or workflow for the entire company, which I don't think most companies have. So how did you even come to, putting all this together in the first place who was responsible for this so
1: great question because this this comes on to a totally other top totally different topic uh, that when we first started we were just like I said like every other startup uh, a little scrappy and we did we built the whole team off zero dollars we didn't have an HR budget uh, we didn't we didn't hire recruiters we didn't pay for LinkedIn ads or indeed ads or posts or promotions or whatever you call them on Indeed or Glassdoor or anything like that. Uh, We didn't do any of that. We bootstrapped the whole thing uh, on Monday. I did because, like I said, I was the HR uh, person. So that was really the first thing. That's kind of how everything else happened is we needed to figure out how to get this team going uh, using the tools we had. And I saw Monday as something way bigger than just task management, just managing my week Uh, so it was kind of, uh, that took a long time to figure out, but once I did, um, it was very easy to use that type of infrastructural, uh, like thinking and apply that towards other sections of the business that have helped us a lot. And I'll be clear. We're not even all entirely on Monday yet. We still rely on other tools that are similar. Like Monday for some people is like a little bit of like Google sheets, right? And we still use Google Sheets because it's a great tool, Uh, but there's a a place for everything. So we're trying to get more on Monday, and it all basically started because it's so powerful. Really, uh, we didn't need any more. You don't really
0: need any more. Got it. Um, I wanted to ask, as as I was thinking about all this efficiency, sometimes when you're being so efficient, you can lose sight of creativity and really doing things that are, I hate using this cliche term, but out of the box, because you're driving for so much optimization or you're you're optimizing so much for efficiency. Do you ever find that to be true in some areas of the business where you're thinking, maybe we're a little too efficient here and we actually need to have some room to breathe to be able to A-B test some things? Or you think that basically the way that you're doing it That's just the way you can just keep doing it. And it's just all about driving efficiency as much as possible.
1: Very interesting question. It's definitely not all about just driving efficiency uh, as much as you can, uh, whenever you can. There's definitely uh, a separation of efficiency and, like you said, the whole A B test of it, the whole really getting into the nitty gritty of it. So we like to separate both one as goals that we're working on, and then tasks that are essential to our job, tasks that really uh, are, are everyday responsibilities. Uh, for example, like for me, it would be tons of things like compliance. Uh, we have open enrollment coming up. Uh, we're spreading all throughout the U.S., so we've got to sign up in different states. Um, but these are like, those are like tasks because those are things that need to happen. So the efficiency helps drive the tasks. But at the end of the day, those wouldn't even be possible if we weren't able to work on them from a bigger perspective, from the goal perspective, from how can we let all of these tasks uh, be as efficient as possible by themselves while we work on other things and still manage the tasks when we need to. Does that make any sense?
0: It does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest. I don't think we've ever had someone... BreakdownMonday.com for us, like you did. So <laughs> that, that was pretty cool and interesting to hear. And I'm sure there's a lot of HR leaders out there that are probably going to try to do something a little similar. Even if they don't take it as far as you did, I'm sure they are at least want to check it out to see how it can help them make their lives easier. So thanks again for being on the show. I know this is your very first podcast, so we're honored and humbled to be on your your, part of your journey in your pod, your worldwide international podcast debut. <laughs> in so thanks for being on the show, man. Woo! Thank, thank yeah. you. Woo! Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, of course. So Steven,
1: where can people find you and the Ridge online? Oh, you can find us at Ridge.com. Just like that. R I D G E.
0: Dot com. Awesome. And I'll definitely put that link in the show notes. So if you enjoyed this interview as much as Steven and I did making it, then please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if this is your very first time listening to our podcast, and now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and every other major podcast player out there. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders listening. Please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.